This is a D&D podcast where we play D&D with each other. I had hit record right before he started talking. <laughs> Are you serious? Listeners, I would like to formally welcome you to the Make Believe Heroes podcast, an actual play, 5th edition Dungeons and Dragons adventure. My name is Paul, and I'm going to be the dungeon master for this adventure set in my homebrew world of Manumi. This campaign is something that I've been working on for quite some time now, and I cannot tell you how excited I am to finally share it with you all. I'll be joined by a group of my close friends as we play together in our favorite game, Dungeons & Dragons. I've been playing D&D now for somewhere between, I don't know, six to eight years, something along those lines. In this podcast, we'll incorporate some of those friends that I've played with for years, as well as some friends that I've only been playing with now for a couple of years. We want to craft for you a story that we think that you will enjoy, something that will be entertaining, something that will be exciting. And I, I believe that we've done just that. But most of all, we want to have fun. We love D&D. And since you're listening, I hope that you either already love Dungeons & Dragons or you will come to love it after listening to our show. There will be plenty of time later to answer any of your questions, discuss more about ourselves, how we got into Dungeons & Dragons, what Dungeons & Dragons is all about. But for now, why don't we go around the table and introduce ourselves? Of course, as I said, my name is Paul. I'm the DM, the Dungeon Master. I'll be running the game, and I'm joined by a couple of my close friends who will be playing our characters tonight. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? My name is Jeffrey, and I play Dungeons & Dragons. You do? As a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm his older brother. Older brother. Hi, I'm Jeremy. Hello, Jeremy. We're about to get right into it, but before we do, we need to... Commence with the opening ceremony of rolling a giant d20. Before we start playing, it is tradition that the dungeon master roll a giant 20-sided die, or if not the giant one, then whichever one is on hand, to see how things are going to go. I'm going to roll this die to uh, see if you all die. We die. Oh, we did. Die. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. I no. have never seen this happen. Just, In all my days of playing Dungeons and Dragons, oh. this has never happened before. Oh my gosh. So, Our tradition of rolling the pregame D20 to see how the DM will do tonight. And he rolls. A natural 20. A natural 20. Oh my gosh. We die. We're you so dead. all immediately lose. You heard it here, folks. You heard it. Did so, you hear it though? He rolled the natural 20. <laughs> did you, did, uh, did we mention that... Uh, Jeffrey's here. I rolled a natural 20. That's a natural 20. Was it? Was that 20? Was it natural? Yeah, all natural. It was very unnatural. All. Obviously, he's using some kind of witchcraft on that dice. Hey, there's no witchcraft in my house. Natural. So tonight we're going to embark on the beginning of a new journey set in the homebrew world of Manumi, created by your dungeon master, me. And me. And me. <laughs> <laughs> but not really me, though, I know. So, as the sun begins its descent in the sky above the quaint town of Branshire in the land of Monumi, it would appear that everything is right in the world. Branshire is a happy little town filled with mostly humans and halflings, and if you were to fly over the small town, you could see that there are plenty of humans and halflings passing one another by, hustling and bustling on Circle Street, uh, selling their wares, setting up carts, waving and happily greeting one another as they do so. The people of Branshire are a simple sort, happy to earn their livings through hard work and an honest pay. They are essentially country folk. They live by the work of their own hands, and they're happy to do so. They are friendly. They are never looking to cheat someone out of a dollar. They're honest. And they're just good people. If you were to go through Circle Street, circle around, and and enter in deeper into the city, you would find an area which the locals call the core that is much less populated. There are not as many people coming around. There's still some people 
passing to and fro from one side of the city to the other or taking care of business in the core. There's, of course, the the library. There's the Temple of Pelor, the patron god of the city of Branchar, the god of the sun, the god of the humans, and by extension, of course, somewhat the halflings. In this thin crowd in the core, though, there is one person that stands out, someone that doesn't necessarily blend in with the crowd. Stumbling out the front door of the library there in the core, near the third house of the three largest houses in Branshire, there is a skinny, red-headed elf. He is stumbling out the door, bearing in his arms a cluttered tower of scrolls and books. As he tries to balance these scrolls and books, he is staring around bright-eyed at everyone that he passes by. Humans, halflings, everyone greets him with a wave and a smile, and of course he greets them back. He makes his way toward the Temple of Pelor, this huge, magnificent building with giant gilded doors. You can't help but feel that this beautiful building seems almost out of place in such a quaint country town. This is a towering, white marble, golden temple that looks as if it must have been made by the gods themselves. Jeremy, as you approach these two giant golden doors, they swing out to allow entry. You step forward through them, and before you is one of the most extravagant buildings that you've ever stepped foot in. The floors are white marble, and the room is built in the form of a giant circle. There are a number of pews, I guess you could say, seats, set mm -hmm. intricately around the building, and each of them are facing toward the center. And as you step through the front doors, the pathway at your feet cut through the white marble is a gilded walkway leading straight toward the center of the room. Wow. In the center of the room is a raised dais where there stands two gentlemen. One of them is an older human man. He's standing there. He's wearing, you can tell that his clothing are um, to represent his status here as a priest, a cleric, specifically the high cleric of this temple that you've just stepped into. Oh, is this my, is this my first time in this temple? It is. Okay. This is the Temple of Pelor. You have traveled far from your home city of Bent Haven on the southeastern coast of Monumi to this city called Branshire. First time you've ever been here. And on your way in, you made a quick stop by the library, as you are wont to do. Mm -hmm. And then you made your way over to the temple where you were summoned. And as you walk through the front door and you begin to make your way toward the center of the room, a few people turn. You see, like, men and women, you know, probably locals sitting in the pews, sure. eating their alms, prayers, etc., and they turn to look at you, but no one's too bothered by your presence or, you know, it, it's not uncommon to see an elvish man in this in this uh, place, mm -hmm. an elven man. I'm not sure how you'd say that. Elven. They turn to see you there, but it's not uncommon for them to see elves uh, in this area. And as you walk forward, you see, standing on the dais... Like I said, two men, one elder wearing uh, cleric's garbs, mm -hmm. white linen with gold threads, and you see another man standing next to him, a interesting-looking guy who's armed just about to the teeth. I mean, he's got weapons on his back, like he's got a pike. I mean, mm -hmm. who carries pikes? But this guy has one. This guy in a church, like a ten-foot pole. Oh yeah, standing on, like on where a the pulpit big old would be. Pike absolutely, with a giant pike. Uh, I picture him standing with his hands on his hips, making sort of a pose as he looks around the room. You pictured it right. Um, as he is speaking with the high cleric, and as you walk in and you look around, what do you do? Um. Well, so it's not like a service going on, right? Oh no, no. It's it's just you know, come and go, come and go as you like. Okay. So I'm I'm just gonna take my red hair and, and pull it away from my face a little bit and put it behind the ear just to. Make sure everyone kind of knows that I'm Elvin without, you know, being too forward. Okay. I'm going to kind of nervously fidget with the wand on my belt mm. and uh, walk towards the dais. I, I, I'm not going to, like, sit down or ignore. I've been summoned. Who was I summoned by? Well, you would assume probably the man on the dais. You received a summons from the High Cleric of the Temple of Pelor in Branshire. Okay. So I, I'm just going to go to the bottom of the steps of the dais, mm -hmm. and I'm literally just going to, I'm not going to cross my arms, but my hands, and just kind of stand there patiently waiting, looking at the, the high cleric. 
So you just approach the dais and yep. just kind of wait uh, for him yep. to... If he's having a conversation with this guy with the giant pike, I just okay. want them to have a chance to do whatever it is they're doing. So, All right. As you walk closer to the dais, you can hear the gentleman. He is in mid-conversation with the armored man as he's speaking to him. He says, Sir Vance, I, I simply... I must have your help in this situation. I know that you're quite busy, but I feel like you are most certainly the man for the job. Yes, I'm definitely a cut above the rest. Yes, that that's what I'm trying to say. Was that unclear? Oh, you said it very well. Uh, simply, you are renowned for being the most powerful of our paladins, one of Pelor's most cherished knights, uh, holy knights of the Holy Order, and we would much appreciate your help in this uh, this task. Oh, 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 Sir, Sir Darkbolt, is that you? Have you? Uh, yeah, is, is that... uh, Laric, Laric Darkbolt, that, that's me. Yes, please, please approach, approach the the desk. Come, come forward, please. Oh, I like nervously go up the stairs and like kind of take a couple steps towards the the high cleric, mm-hmm. not really getting too close to this this big guy. Tread what? lightly, young man. Of course. Um, hi, you you summoned me, yeah? Yeah. The high cleric steps forward. He, he extends a hand. He says, "Welcome, welcome to to the temple of Palor. I'm I'm so glad that you made it." I shake his hand, again, super nervous, super fidgety. Uh, yeah, uh, didn't, didn't have any trouble on the road. Uh, how can I help? Oh, well, we'll get to that momentarily. First, I'd like to say thank, uh, welcome. Welcome to the Temple of Palor. We're, we hope that uh, your trip wasn't too much trouble. Oh, no, no, I'm, I'm happy to be here. What can I do? So, just to be clear, you came by sea from Vinthaven? Yeah, yeah. All right, no, no trouble in the sails, no trouble... Well, I mean, I got super sick, and that one captain just kept looking at me like, I, "Why was I here?" And I'm, I, I'm, I'm happy to be here. I mean, I came a long way. How, right. What, what do you need me for? Well, perhaps we should go somewhere a little more private. You, you might notice that there's a lot of people that come and go inside the temple throughout the day. Please come with me to the clerics' quarters, and we'll discuss this in private. Of course, of course. He turns around, he begins to walk toward the opposite end of the room from the doors that you entered in. And you're, you're still just kind of taken aback by how big this room is. Oh, Laric is totally blown away. Leading out from the dais, there are a number of those gilded pathways. From where you're standing now, you can see it better. It it creates the shape of a sun. And you've seen the symbol of Palor, the circular sun-like symbol of Palor. In fact, right now, you can see it probably emblazoned on the robes of the High Cleric, no doubt, and possibly even our knight. Yes? No? You have the emblem on your chest? Definitely a phoenix. Okay. So while while we're in this the moment sun. right here, as you two are standing there on the <sighs> dais, and the High Cleric turns to lead you away, why don't you describe yourselves as you would see one another, starting with Jeremy? Lauric? Yeah, uh, Lauric. Lauric, Darkbolt. He's young for an elf, probably 80. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like just got out of his, his school of magic. May, he may not actually be completely uh, finished with, with courses, but sure. uh, his family has sent him away. He's been studying for a long time. He received the sevens. Uh, his physical appearance, he has red hair, doesn't have a hat, green eyes. He's very pale. He's kind of skinny. He's six foot tall and about 170. He's dressed in very plain uh, wizard robes, a lot of brown Maybe some green trim around the the where the wrist are and the hem. He's got what looks like a a golden wand on his side. It, his his whole demeanor, his whole appearance is that he doesn't necessarily want to stand out. Uh, he, I've already noticed how much he fidgets. How mm-hmm. he's constantly reaching down and he'll he'll pull out his wand and put it back in. And he's oh. nervous. He's fidgety. He doesn't he doesn't really stand still much. Uh-huh. Um, and he's apprehensive. Apprehensive of. Anything that's going to happen, uh, he just wants to be helpful. He he wants to be a successful wizard, and he's going to do anything he can to get there. Okay. Um, and you can see that that he's not pushing anything except for I'm trying to learn magic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And Sir Vance off the wall. Sir Vance off the wall. Tell us how do you appear, Sir Vance? About five seven, weigh two hundred pounds, muscular. <laughs> Very, of, course. Oh of course, very muscular. Dirty blonde hair. Mm. Shining blue eyes. Just a magnificent specimen <laughs> of a man. 
Just a beautiful man. Lark is yes. more than intimidated. How about that armor? That armor. Got that chainmail chest armor. <laughs> and <clears throat> Well, you mentioned you had a, like a, a piece of a, like a phoenix on your chest, right? Oh, I have yeah. a giant phoenix tattoo on my chest. Okay. Tattoo? Yeah, he has yeah. the phoenix tattoo on his chest. Your armor, does it bear the phoenix as well or just the symbol of payload? Yes. Okay. But the symbol of payload, of course, is in the middle of the phoenix. Okay. Gold symbol. What about the phoenix? What color is it? Blue. A, light blue. A light blue phoenix with a gold pillar symbol in the middle. Yeah. That's that is that's awesome. It is awesome. Okay. I dig it. So as the high cleric turns around and begins to lead you away, Lark, you're standing there and Surveillance is standing there looking at you. Oh, can I say Absolutely. Of course my pack and my great sword are up and down on my back. Mm-hmm. But I've also got my five Javelins, uh-huh. like horizontal, kind of slant ways. You know what I'm sure, saying? Got you. Diagonally across so my back so as well. Okay, got you. So it just looks like, oh, this dude is going to kill somebody. He's got a, he's, a, he's an armory, basically. Yes. Just all his own. <laughs> so as the high cleric turns to lead you toward the back of the room, do you both follow? Do you say anything to each other? Oh, I say nothing to him. Like, I immediately, when the, the cleric takes a step, I'm taking a step. Be careful around the cleric. Uh, uh, oh, okay. Well, be respectful. Oh, yes, yes, of course. We're understood. Yes, sir. You two turn to follow? Yes. Yeah. All right, you follow the high cleric. He leads you toward the back of the sanctuary. In the back, there is a smaller doorway. Um, there's no door over it. It's open. It's very inviting. You guys enter in through the doorway, and there's a small hallway with a series of smaller rooms. As you're passing through it, you see uh, one area that looks sort of like a dining room, you know, it's pretty extravagant. Everything in here is pretty extravagant. I mean, Lark, as you were traveling through Franchire, you know, you, you saw the city mm-hmm. and it, it's a fine city, but it's not extravagant. They don't go for wealth and riches. I mean, it's a farm town, you know, it's yeah. agriculture, it's friendliness. And, you know, you felt very welcome and the library was very nice, but this is like next level, like wealth here. I mean, honestly, you would never fairly wild out. I am, huh? Yeah, you would never have imagined that this building would exist inside this town, which is a great town, you know, but not. Well, I mean, when I was coming through Branshaw, I was like, man, I get me a cottage over there. Yeah, you know, that's what you'd expect. But this place is, wow, like even even from Vent Haven, which is a very very sophisticated, very very uh, meticulously designed, and the architecture has its own flair. This is this is something different. This is truly divine. And as you're walking through the hallway, toward the end of the hall, you come to the largest of these small quarters. You go inside there. There's a desk. There's a number of scrolls lining the desk and books on shelves around the wall. Uh, And above the desk on the back wall, there is a large golden uh, son of Pelor on the wall. And the high cleric goes and has a seat behind the desk. And he says, please, uh, have have a seat in these chairs and we will discuss the reason I've called you here. And that's uh, Sir, Sir Vance, please, if you would have a seat as well. I immediately sit down. Thank Same. you. Thank you so much for, for bringing us here. Well, thank you for coming on such short notice with very little explanation. I, 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 to be fair, I wasn't sure we'd be able to get you here. Oh, I mean, I'll answer a summons as, as quickly as possible. Well, when we sent, when we sent our servant to, to send you the message and to retrieve you and, of course, to pay your way to travel by sea, you must have felt like that was a bizarre thing to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a, I'm a wizard. Of, I practice evocation, and I mean, I have a, a starting a good right, scale right, book, right. but I mean, there's there's so many other great wizards. R- right. Well, you see, I don't want you to to be here under false pretenses. We didn't necessarily summon you because of your abilities. Um, it's don't get me wrong. It's not to say that you you don't have great abilities, but simply I, I don't know you. I don't know your abilities. But uh, you know that this is a temple of Pelor, and we do serve the 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 god Pelor himself, our our patron god here in Branshire, the the god of all humankind. As Sir Sir Vance here will attest, he is his purposes are our purposes. Correct. Very well said. I've been a cleric here in Branshire for many years. Oh. Please forgive me. I, I should have. It's, it's been an interesting day. I, d- I didn't even take a moment to actually introduce myself. My name is 
High Cleric Glaron. Um, I have been the High Cleric here in Branchar for over a decade now, and um, it is my job to to oversee the goings-on not only of the temple, but to further the will of Pelor himself. And look, I, while I, I, I will be the first to admit that none that I have known have ever communed one-on-one -on -one with the god himself from centuries. I mean, we have stories of it, but the gods have not themselves interacted with humankind or any of our kind for many years, at least not Pelor. I can't necessarily speak of of the goddess Prevalian there in, in Vinthaven, but simply Pelor has not spoken with us directly for many years. Of course, he sends us his blessings on, on the harvest and things of that nature, but recently I was blessed with a vision. Vision? Yes. I've spoken of it in, in great detail with Sir Vance here. We've discussed it, but um, I would like to share with you my vision. Uh, please. I mean, I would be honored. Would you trust this man to share? I'm the most your trustworthy person. Vance, I mean, we like you've heard my vision. You know that we he he listen. Just let me let me he, tell he's you. He's unproven. Story. We'll see. My vision came to me of a forest. A deep dark forest. One I've I've never seen. There don't get me wrong, there are many forests around Branchine of that age. This is nothing like I have seen. I've not been I've not been west of the Elder Mountains in well, probably twenty or more years, and I certainly haven't been as far as Fallen Grove, or Vinthaven for that matter, but I have seen many a forest and never have I seen one of this I don't know how to describe it. It's almost indescribable. There I saw this vision and I was standing in a grove in the deepest heart of a an enormous forest. The, the sky was not visible in the least from where I stood. Around me there was a, such a great thicket of trees and brush in a great circle around this grove that it must be invisible from the outside and impenetrable for most. And in the center of this grove stood a giant tree with golden bark and leaves that gleamed like the sun. There was no sun in this grove. No As sun. There was no sight of the sky, the trees, and the thicket had grown almost in a dome around this grove and this tree, hundreds of feet in the sky, and yet there was no view of the sky itself. And there this golden tree grew as if it were in the brightest place on Manumi, with its leaves, and yet even though like I was in this grove, light shone about me as if there was a sun. I'm sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, no, like a magical tree, like a tree growing that is casting light by itself? That's what I'm telling you. These leaves, they shone forth with the light of the sun. It was as if I was standing on the brightest and warmest summer day. But no sky. No sky above me. Simply the grove grown over. And the tree standing in the middle, golden and gleaming, it was the most beautiful thing that I have ever seen. And as he said that, tears are kind of like welling up in his eyes. Like you can tell he's, he's this having... This dude ain't lying. No, he's having a moment here. It's real. I believe this to have been a vision from our god, Pelor himself, the god of the sun. A wondrous magical item like that? Like, I would love to see it. I'd love to analyze it and to take it and, and make weapons out of it. And Could you imagine what we could do with something like that? Do you think it's actually real? When you say that, he kind of looks at uh, Sir Vance and he looks back at you and he says... I believe it is real, but I'm afraid to say that's not where my vision ends. What do you mean? As I stood there in awe of this tree, suddenly I, I began to hear this sound. It was like music. It, it was eerie. It was a strange sound. And as the sound began to play, the tree began to open up. The roots, they shifted. They moved aside and the tree you know the breaks in the roots began to rise up through the bark and the tree itself opened into a doorway and there inside it there was a stone a stone yes a stone it was a small completely spherical stone and it was connected to the tree by all of these tendrils as if it was the heart of this tree and as I stepped forward, 
completely entrapped by the vision of this stone, suddenly there was a great wind that blew. And as the wind blew, I was knocked backwards and all the light was expended. And when my eyes opened again before me, the tree stood, but its light did not shine. Its golden color had lost its, I don't know, its gleam, its glitter, the, the leaves, well, they had fallen off of the tree and were scattered. Where did the stone go? The stone was gone. Like someone stole it? Like someone stole it. Like someone stole it. The leaves, they lay scattered across the grove. Their light was gone. And where once there was great wonder and great power, there was simply a feeling of emptiness. It sounds like you brought me here to tell me a sad story. Well, if that were the end, then yes. But as I lay there on my knees, I cried out. I wept at the great loss. Suddenly a voice spoke to me. I believe it to be the voice of Pelor himself. He said, Find the elf, the dark bolt, hmm? and bring him to me. I mean, but I'm not... Wait... I'm not the only Dark Bolt. Listen, we I know that you're not the only Dark Bolt, and, uh, well, I sent word immediately to Venthaven, to the school, the college there of magic in Venthaven. I spoke with the governess. I spoke with uh, those in power, and I spoke of my my vision with the the ladies and the men there at the um, the temple of Privalion, and I, I spoke of the... The elf, the dark bolt, I spoke of him. And after much deliberation, because of their divinings and prayers and discussions, they sent word to me that you were the only one that could potentially fit this this vision. I just, I, surely you... I mean, I, it couldn't be me. He brought you here for a reason. Just listen to what he has I'm to not, say. Okay. Oh, it's all right. Your skepticism is expected, and it is completely understandable. I, I can't say that if I was summoned across the entire world to hear a crazy story from an old man that I wouldn't be skeptical myself. That being said, I have all the reason in the world to believe that you are our best chance. What? You have to find this tree. I have to find this tree. I do not believe it was a vision of the past. I do not believe it was simply symbolic. I believe this tree and this grove exists on Manumi. I do not know where. I do not know. I'll be honest. I don't know what you're supposed to do when you get there. I don't know exactly what is going to happen. I simply know that somewhere there is a tree. This tree has grown in a grove deep inside the forest where no man, elf, dwarf, gnome, tiefling, dragonborn, no living and walking person has been in probably a, a millennia, possibly more. So so you're telling me you want me to go into the wilds where no one's been and try to find a tree? I would like for you and Sir Vance to go on this holy mission, find the tree... And protect the stone. You want me to go with him? <laughs> I mean, are you sure? What are you trying to say? Well, I mean, you're, you're, I mean. No, I, no, no, no. I listen, listen, listen. Met. I don't want you to go with him. I want him to go with you. No. He was not in my vision. We've spoken, haven't we, Sir Vance? You were not in my vision. Many times. But you, Sir Darkbolt, were in my vision. You were spoken of directly by who I believe was Paylor himself, he has chosen you, which is interesting because as far as I know, you're an elf. I've never, I mean, I know, I know Paylor is part of the celestial hierarchy, but I never spoke to him or prayed to him or... Right. This is a lot. There is a reason. We don't know it. We don't have to know it. We simply need to know that there is a tree, there is a grove, there is a stone, and this stone is of some great importance and I believe that you are the only one that can find it. I, I, I'll do anything I can to help. I mean, that's that's what I want to do is is accept stuff and and 
be as helpful as possible. I just don't. I mean, where do I even start? You can start by calming down. He like super hard is trying to sit as still as possible, but it is not happening. Listen, I don't know where it is, but with what wisdom I have been given by Palo, I believe that there's a good chance that the best place to start is to travel to the west. West? Yes. You need to travel through the Elder Mountains across the plains until you reach the forest of Atonia, Fallen Grove itself. Wait. Sorry, excuse me. I'm so... Go ahead. I I just want to be respectful, but my father's not going to be okay with me going through Atonia. Like... There's, 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 there's gnomes. Wood elves, and there, I know. There's wood elves, and there's halflings, and, and Prevalian, I don't see her blessing this. It's so far away from, from the seed, what I just crossed. I understand the taboo of the wood elves. I mean, what is my father going to think? Your father, I, I can't presume to know your father very well. I simply have had a very small amount of communication and correspondence with him concerning you for this journey, but he gave his goodwill for you to make the trip. Did he know I'd be going to Atonia? No. I have not spoken of this specific vision. I simply have told them that I had a vision from Pelor. I am, in fact, the high cleric of Pelor, the high cleric of this temple, the temple of Pelor. This, if... If Pelor has a mission, he has a message, then it will be through us that he will send it. Is there any chance that I can roll inside just to make sure that I feel sure. like all this is, is real, roll like worth looking into? Roll it. That is a natural one. Okay. So. You bought in. You, you believe him. Like, you have no reason to not believe him. Sure, this is crazy, but... From the time that you walked in and spoke to this guy, you have felt completely like you can trust him. You see what I'm saying? That doesn't mean you have to do what he says, but you have no you you fully believe what he's saying. Okay. Listen, what I'm trying to tell you is this: Paylor sent me this vision for a reason. If you are not willing to take this mission, I don't know what will happen. But let me tell you. You know what? Instead, let me show you. And when he says that, he reaches forward with his hand and he places it on your shoulder. Okay. And when he does, your vision goes dark and then it opens. And you are standing in a grove. You are standing in this grove and you see, just like he described, the trees and the brush and the shrubbery have grown to such a place that they've grown up like a dome and around this place. And you're naked. <laughs> <laughs> and the... Uh, then. The Do you look down at yourself? Probably not. I mean, I probably, as soon as I my eyes open in a different place, like, I'm going to take my wand out and point it, like, in front of me, like, battle stance. Well, you go to do that, nothing happens. Oh. And you look down and you realize you're in, it's like you're him. I see. You're I'm seeing, you're seeing what he saw. Okay. And... It's as if this this grove has grown up completely. You look you look around just like he did. You see no entrance, no exit. There's no opening. You're just here. The ground is covered with pine needles and leaves, but it's not like gross. It's just like it's like stale, like it hasn't been disturbed okay. in like you said in a millennia and there is a magical air like you have never felt and it does not feel arcane. It's beyond that. It's next level. It's Orly. it's if you were to describe it, um, you would describe it like the power of creation. Like that's what it feels like. That's amazing. Something like you've never felt. Okay, I'm in awe. The tree is in front of you. It's just like he described. It looks like it's been crafted from the purest gold. That it's it's so gold that it's almost white. You know what I'm saying? Like the light of the sun. I'm getting so my gold chisel. that it's gold. The leaves are shining with a radiance, and you you look around, and it's so well lit in here. I mean, it looks like a summer day, but you cannot see the sky. I'm just thinking, cleric, you better grab one of those leaves, put it in the pot. And then, just like he said, after a few moments, you hear a music, and it it almost makes you like want to cry, not because of like fear or sadness, but you know, sure, like that happy feeling, that happy, joyous, those joyful tears. 
and the tree begins to open up in the front and inside there sits like on this little grown out table sort of not a table but like a dais or whatever you want to call it this stone and it is it's it's black it's a black stone okay but it's not like solid black and obsidian it just it, it really looks less black and more dark whatever it is it's magic and I want it and coming from it are all these tendrils of light that are connected to the inside of the tree and then just as he said the wind blows through and when it does your vision goes dark and you feel your heart just sink and something that he did not mention is you hear this shriek but it, it almost feels like it's coming from your bones like it's deep you know what I mean yeah and when you when your eyes open suddenly everything is dark this the color of the leaves is gone the light they're they're falling all off spread around the tree has lost its glimmer and there is no stone inside oh my god and you hear Paylor's voice saying just like he said find the elf the dark bolt and bring him to me hey I'm bought in I mean, he could tell me to go with no weapons, and I would do it right now. You snap back, and you're back in your body. Snap back to reality. You kind of kick back from the table Mom's a little bit. Spaghetti. Oh, I, I kick back and get down <laughs> on my knees, like... Do you understand now? Uh, yeah. What can I do to help? Find the tree. When Find. when do I leave? Do you have supplies? Do you, ooh, you got any magic items for me? Anything <laughs> that can help me? Well, I'm I'm afraid that Branchire is not exactly the home to many magic items of of worth. Of, we'd have nothing that would help you in your journey in terms of of that. We will equip you with everything that you need for the journey. We'll give you horses, a cart if you need it. We will send you on your way, and we are equipping you, of course, with protection. the greatest knight. Yes, protection. Someone put Sir Vance in my equipment right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Sir would you like to equip Sir Vance? I uh, just equipped Sir Vance. It's right. uh, plus two to strength. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> of course, we're sending our greatest, our greatest soldier, the Holy Paladin Sir Vance. He is well known and renowned through this city and all the cities of the eastern coast. I'm still kind of iffy about this Vance guy. As well as my three retainers. Your what? Three retainers. You have retainers? I'm a knight. Yes, Sir Vance. Well, you, you have to understand the... The off-the-wall family is off-the-wall. <laughs> I can't say that. The off-the-wall family is, is a family of great value and status here in in, uh, in this part of the world I, I, and in all parts of the world. I'm honored to, to have you with me. I mean, we can do this. Yes, we can. We will equip you with all that you need. We'll send you on your way. And I, I, my advice to you would be to take the road west from Branshire, of course, head toward the Elder Mountains. Take the pass between the Elder Mountains and come to the realm of Otonia. Once you have reached the realm of Otonia, I'm, I'm afraid you will be somewhat outside of my knowledge of the world. When you reach Fallen Grove Forest, that great stretch of forestry in the western part of the world, you will have to rely on your own wits and, of course, the blessings of Pelor himself to lead you on the right path to finding this grove and to finding this stone that is apparently of great import. I, I know exactly how you feel. and I, I, I'll, I'm honored. I, I'll leave as soon as I can. Well, this has been well met, sir. I'm, I'm very glad that you have accepted this great responsibility but this great privilege to serve Paylor in such a he, way. Uh, he leans across the table and says, like, I mean, I rolled him that one, so... <laughs> yes, well, you know, of, of course, it, this is going to be quite a task. Don't get me wrong. I, I cannot tell you what danger awaits. I don't know. I'm sure there will be some danger, but hopefully you will have a journey to Fallen Grove with very little opposition. That would be great. Opposition? I will crush any opposition. No. Hopefully there will be no opposition. I foresee no, I mean, there are no wild creatures really this side of the mountains and once you if you stick to the road you should be safe enough i'll heed your advice all right well i do have some other things i need to attend to but um let's say first thing in the morning i'll meet you on circle street on the west around the western gate and uh there we'll meet you 
there is an inn over there. I believe it's uh, what's it called? Um, <laughs> the the Barley Barrel. Uh, that's the one. You should be able. They have very good accommodations. We'll put you up there tonight, and in the morning, I'll meet you both there to set you on your way. Barley Barrel, Barrel Street. Yeah. Okay. All right. We, we I'll do that. Thank you again, Sir Vance and, and Lark. Thank you so much for for agreeing to this quest. Of course. Sir Vance, are you coming with, with me for the night? I don't abide in common places. Com- of course not. No, You're staying here, all right? I'll be staying wherever I please. Okay, I'll go to the inn then. Very well. Can I can I offer you a drink at the inn? I suppose. On on me, of course. Very well. No, oh, okay. Uh, uh, hi, Claire. Is there, is there anything else? No, I will meet you all there in the morning, first thing, bright and early. He uh, stands and like goes to reach out his hand to shake his hand, and mm-hmm. then and then like kind of twitches and like maybe should bow and like half bows and. Well, there's no need to bow. No need to bow. Simply check. We'll shake hands and meet tomorrow in the morning. Yeah. Thank you, sir. And shakes his hand and then starts to leave. May the blessings of Paylor follow your path. I'm out of there. You're I'm, going. I'm whispering. Whispering to who? To Glaron. The high cleric, Glaron. This soulless ginger who is so <laughs> unsure of himself is supposed to be the one. Vance, I don't know what to tell you. Our faith and our trust must be in Paylor. Very well. But, of course, our faith and our trust is in you as well. Of course. And the power of Paylor goes with you. I believe that you can help him. I believe that he will be led by the god, but I believe that you will be the arm that wields the sword. Of course. Well, as I said, I do have some things to get to, so if you'd like to see your way out. Farewell. Farewell. See you in the morning. I'm going straight to the barley barrel. Okay. Uh, I'm going to stand in awe for a little bit in the, in the main sanctuary and just be blown away by the fact that Paylor wants to, you know, have anything to do with me. I'll go out to meet him while he's standing in awe to go get a drink with oh, him. Servants. Yes. You you ready for that drink? Let's go. Uh, you care to? I'm not exactly sure where it's at. Yeah, I know exactly where it's at. Okay, you lead the way. I'm leading the way. So as you step outside of the temple, take a quick glance back at it, and again, you're just taken aback by the splendor of this beautiful, beautiful, beautiful temple. Glorious with the giant golden symbol of Pelor on the front, the gilded doors, the white marble, the pillars, everything. I mean, it's just beyond your your imagination. As you're your traveling through where you are now. I literally thought of that earlier. <laughs> Just to give you a, a, just an image, you're seeing a few things. You're seeing the temple. You see uh, the library where you were before. A much smaller building, but one that is filled with a different type of treasure. You see three houses, one being like a large mansion, uh, and then two that are kind of like number one, number two, and number three. You know, large, nice houses, but they you can tell that like, well, the most wealthy person or the governor or whatever, the lord of the city must live there. And, oh, well, it must be, like, other important people. There are three houses there. As you walk through, surveillance might inform you, oh, that's the first house, the second house, the third house. The Lord of Branchyard lives there in that house. It's actually, recently there uh, has been some stirrings, some trouble. Um, the Lord of Branchyard, actually, uh, Lord Solaron, he's, he's fallen in health, and they're concerned that he might not survive. And then, of course, he shows you the library, shows you what you've already seen, obviously. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. You got the temple, the library, three houses. You guys pass through out of what he calls the core onto Circle Street. And, you know, you're traveling through houses, some shops. You see a lot of people, a lot of halflings, humans. Everybody waves. Everybody says hello. Everybody wants to shake your hand. Uh, a lot of children are kind of like giggling and running around you. One of them runs up and asks you why your ears are pointing. Stuff like that, you know. <laughs> You might be uncomfortable. You might. I not. would be a little uncomfortable. Probably not the kids. Probably just laugh at that. A lot of all of them are just chumming it up with servants. Uh, the the girls are giggling as he walks by. You see a couple of more than once someone runs up to him. That's obviously some sort of a servant. Asks him about something that's supposed to be taken care of. He delivers some instruction and they go about their business. As you all travel through Branchyard on Street, heading toward 
the barley barrel. Oh yeah. I'm not normally D and D. I'd be rolling some perception checks, but uh, I'm at I'm at peace. Like, yeah. I just had an encounter that a god wants me to do something, and, and you know I'm just I'm just going to the barley barrel. I'm gonna have me a drink. It's gonna be good night. Vance. <laughs> I mean, of course, I'm just going through my city, leading to way. the barley barrel. All right. I want to have a drink with the new commoner. <laughs> you all go across town, go to the Barley Barrel. Vance knows the path. Even though he acted to you like he's above such squalor, such low places, uh, as he walks in the front door, he is greeted heartily by a not young but not old halfling comes forward. Oh, hello, Sir Vance. Happy to see you here. How are you? I'm Farewell, Boren. How are you? Oh, I'm doing very well. I'm glad to see you here. Uh, can I get you the usual? Of course. All right. What? Uh, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't notice. Hey, uh, hello. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, anything he, he has tonight's on me. Oh, it's on you? Yeah. <laughs> are you sure? Yeah. Are you real sure? I, I mean, should I? Oh, I mean, if you think I shouldn't. Oh, no, no, no. I'm, I'm sorry. What? Uh, the name's Boren Barley. I'm, I'm the, uh, the proprietor of this here establishment. What can I... What brings I, you to these parts? Oh, my name's my name's Lark Darkbolt. Lark, uh, the, the high cleric summoned me to go oh. on. Oh, I'm official business. Yeah. Uh, oh well, I don't really know about all that stuff, but uh, I'm glad to make your acquaintance. If you'd like, grab a table. I'll have one of the one of the waiters come around and get you maybe some meal, some drinks, things of that nature. Will you be we've been in a room for the night? Oh yes, I will. N- not him. Oh right. Well, we'll see how the night goes. And and that right, Vance. Yes. I'm a, am I, he, he turns to Vance. Am I to assume that uh, we'll be billing his stay to the uh, to the temple? I would assume. All right. Well, that's fine. I'll bill it to the high cleric. You know, it's it's not uncommon for them to have people on retainer. So uh, come on in and make yourself, uh, make yourself at home. I do just that. I'm not, not super interested in, like, going and talking to folks or whatever. Sit down. Order me a glass of wine cheese whatever they're whatever they're serving tonight i'll just have the basic whatever it is okay you come and you sit down after a few minutes a young halfling man comes around to you and uh he tells you kind of what's on what's on the menu tonight salted pork cooked it's, it's all good they've got cheeses they've that got sounds excellent some some potatoes which is pretty uncommon for this for this neck of the woods but they've got shipment in hey it's tater time so it's tater time that's right they got potatoes they got pork uh, they got honey mead, they got wine, anything you ask for, and they just bring it to you. And um, Oh, man. Oh, I, I make a special request to make sure to rub the potatoes and spices. Oh, of course, spiced potatoes. That's yeah. the way I prefer them. Oh, yeah, of course. Cooked? No. Uh, no, they're cooked. With, with <laughs> they the are dirt definitely. still on them? They the are definitely cooked. Okay. So they bring you some honey mead. Sir Vance, what do you order to drink? <laughs> of course, the best you have to offer. Oh yes, you want the hard stuff? Yes, very oh, yeah. hard. Yeah, they bring you some of that 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 like clear. It's basically moonshine. I mean, it would take the it would take the paint off walls if there were paint. You know what I'm saying? Now, when I see that come to the table, I'm like, oh, Savance, or is that is that wise? Wise? I mean, we're traveling in the morning. That's your third glass. <laughs> yeah, you you notice he's knocking them back, and they just keep bringing it. Um. How do you afford this? How do I afford this? I mean, like, do you, do you make money as a... This is nothing. Paladin for the church? This is nothing? I mean, this is expensive. I mean, that's like a gold piece of alcohol. They, they leave the bottle. I'm like at my, like, halfway through the first glass of wine. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Roll me a couple of uh, constitution checks there. Constitution saving throws. Fourteen. Even if I don't have to roll. Yeah, you're in good shape. Yeah. What'd you roll? 14. Where's my... Your con save is a plus two. So 16. 16. That's pretty good. After two or three, you know, that's that's usually about your starting round. Oh um, my gosh. You get to going. You're throwing them back. Uh, everybody is real chummy. They're all coming around, talking to you, asking you what your business is in town. And do you kind of act dodgy about that? You kind of hold some of it back? Uh, I don't know. I, I'm... 
he's probably fairly open because he doesn't know to hold it back. Okay, I mean? so do you start I'm to like, say anything about Paylor? Like, what do you do? I, I'm not going to talk too much about Paylor specifically speaking to me. I'm just be like, oh, uh, if they're asking me like where I'm going, I'm like, oh, I'm going on a quest with Sir Vance, and we're going to head west. And yes, treat this man with respect. You want me treat who with you? No, you are to be respected by these people. I'm to be like, why? Um, what if they don't like that? Oh, they'll like it. As you guys are talking, uh, some a young lady comes walking up. She goes, Oh, hi, Sir Vance. How are you? I'm wonderful. It's good to see you. I'm enjoying a good drink with a new friend. Oh, a new friend? A new friend. Oh, um, hi. Hey. Uh, how, who are you? Um, Dark Bolt. I mean, my name's Lark. Lark Dark Bolt. Oh, uh, hi. I'm, I'm, I'm Lelia. Nice to meet you. Hey, hi, Lelia. Uh, Nice to meet you. Um, I think Sir Vance wants to talk to you. Sir oh, okay. Okay, you need to. Okay, I'm just gonna pass him some of my drink. Okay. <laughs> While he's turned, you want to try to like pour some into his wine? Yes. Okay, do that. Roll me a roll me a sleight of hand. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's got a 17 on the dice. Oh yeah, your passive perception yeah, so is that's like an 18. My passive is a 13. Yeah, it's 13. So he, while you're looking at Lelia and you're just completely, just like googly eyed. I mean, she's oh, I'm googly eyed, but I'm also terrified. She's like five four, blonde. You know, I take the very pretty farm girl. You know what I'm saying? She's she's talking. He's pouring some of that corn whiskey right. Oh, into I, I take it the glass <laughs> and and drink. And as soon as I feel it hit my tongue, I just I just take the whole glass. You just throw it back. Whole thing. Okay, roll me a roll me a constitution. <laughs> uh, that's a plus two. Fourteen. That's pretty good. It's not bad, but I feel warmer and happier <laughs> slightly. Yeah, you're, you're you're loosening up. You know what I'm saying? Yep, you're feeling happening. you're feeling you're feeling real like you're having a good time. Listen, you know? Lark's not the guy who he, he goes to magic school. He don't he don't go out to the mountains and party with the other elves. <laughs> he stays in the dorm and reads books. Yeah, that's that's Lark. So this is this is happening like. And he'll let that that burn for just a minute, and it, if she's still there, mm -hmm. oh, uh, why don't you sit down for a while and, and have a drink on me? Oh, I, I don't know if I could. She kind of looks at Sir Vance. Oh, you definitely should. And and while you're at it, go and find some of your beautiful friends. I don't beautiful friend, my beautiful friends. <laughs> um, she's kind of like blushing about that time. A couple of other people walk up, some friends of hers, and like, oh, hey, hey, Sir Vance, how are you? Oh, we're doing wonderful now. Okay. <laughs> so you guys are, I'm assuming, are going to continue to just drink and eat. And I'm going to need both of y'all to roll me constitution saves. Oh, Lord. That's an 11. Okay. Mine's a 10. Okay. You both fail. <laughs> it's going down. So after about another hour, the, uh, some 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 of these young ladies, they tend to congregate around Sir Vance. Like, they... They're all, but when they come up and they're they come to see Sir Vance and then they see you, this totally new thing, you know. They'll get oh, a lot I'm of exotic. elves here. You're red haired, light skinned, pointy eared. Lark's getting confident. You're using some <laughs> cantrips here, you know, ray of frost. Oh, this could be <laughs> frostbite. You're you're showing like magic tricks. You're like freezing water into certain shapes. Oh, you yeah. know, you're using mage hand to like tap on people's shoulders and all they're all giggling and you're just kind. Now you've really cut loose and you're showing off your tricks. And uh, watch this, watch this, watch this, watch Vance, watch, watch, watch what I do to Vance. I need you to roll like, me. Tickle his ear with Mage Hand. Roll me an intelligence save. Okay, so six on the dice. Okay, so that's a twelve. Yep. So some time passes and you're talking and you're doing whatever, and you you know you're 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 really showing off now. Um, Lelia has left. She had to go meet a friend. Aww. Something about some wolf pelts. But she, some of her friends have stuck around, and they are like really into your magic tricks. Of course, Vance's. So Vance has got, you know, a young lady, brunette probably that he's been talking to over here. You know, putting his woos on, but he's getting a little sloppy with his speech, a little slurred. You know, he's he's kind of staggering a little bit in his chair. He usually kind of leans back, throws a foot up, but he's getting a little, you know, wobbly, and the girls are getting a little. Uh, chummy, and they're almost getting to the point where they're kind of they're not drunk. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> they're kind of laughing at Sir Vance. And uh, as you're, you've been showing off your magic tricks and they're like asking all these crazy questions about Vent Haven and the, the elves and where you're from and all this stuff and you're like, y you start to talk about, 
the sea and how you got seasick and your journey here and how the high the high cleric uh, sends has sent for you and how you're on a mission for Paylor. Oh, oh my gosh, guys, and, listen, uh, I'm on this mission. Like Paylor himself said stuff to me. I'm chosen to go and and find this golden tree that shines light everywhere. It's got this rock in the middle of it. Okay, it's hold beautiful. on, right there. You pause, uh, Sir Vance. I need you to roll me a let's go wisdom a wisdom check oh he rolled pretty good that's a 15 on die so you rolled an 18 18. yeah so you you're drunk you're kind of out of it but as soon as he starts talking about paylor and the grove and the mission you're like oh snap oh there's this grove in this yo man hey yeah respectfully Uh uh-huh i'm gonna have to ask you to calm down Around for the bar. <laughs> okay, everybody cheers. They take them all liquor. And after having been reprimanded by uh, Cervantes, you do feel a little bit silly. You know, you feel like you kind of lost it there for a minute. Mm-hmm. You lost control. Mm-hmm. After my round, like, of course. you know, they fire that off and everybody's all excited. Then I'm just going to stand up and, like, try to start making my way stand towards up. the staircase. Roll me a dexterity saving throws. You stand up. <laughs> Oh no! What was it? It's a six on the die. Okay, so that's a nine. That's so a you nine. stand up and you go all the way backwards, horizontal, boom, <laughs> smack the floor. You're fine. You're not hurt. But wow, you're, that you're ceiling pride. is very well put together. Your pride is pretty wounded. A couple of halflings come up that are, you know, they work for Mister Barley. They come over. They grab you. They start helping you. They kind of half lead you, half pack you off to your room. You say anything as you go up the stairs. Poor fellow, I was Bye. trying to help you out, but it looks like you took it a little too far. Bye, Lelia. Lelia's not even there. Go <laughs> for a while. You're so drunk. Go home. You're drunk. All right. They take you to your room. Uh, Sir Vance, you're now in the room alone. Well, you're not alone, but you know your your companion's gone for the night. What do you do? Do you continue? There's to... still ladies there. Sure. You want to roll dice to see if you can put the charms on this lady? Sure. I'll, I'll say you can. You know, you're going to see if you this know has he a future. Wants to. He wants to see if there's a future in this. Is that a two? It's a three. A three? <laughs> okay, we're going to call this charisma, which is your jam, but that's still only a seven. Yeah. So I'm going to have her roll. Ah, uh, she rolled a 19. Yeah. You kind of try to put the moves on, but you're more drunk than you thought you were. Definitely. And she's like, I think that it might be time for you to call it a night, Sir Vance. You're probably, probably right. All the... Guys and girls around that have been kind of enjoying the party, they look around and begin to realize, wow, it's actually pretty late. I mean, it's it's past midnight. Everybody kind of trickles out. They make their way out, and you're here in the inn alone, as is often the case after a long night of drinking. Oh, the truth comes out. I love drinking. So what do you do? How far away is my house? Across town. 30-minute walk at the least. I probably ain't making it that far. Okay. Well, we'll say you're sitting there. You're sitting there. You look around the room. You realize the party's dying down. But before you can even, like, push yourself up with your hands, you realize, wow, you're really sloshed. I'm so sloshed. You kind of just raise your hand. Help. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Boren comes over. He says, ah, Sir Vance, as expected, you drunk yourself into a corner again. Um, yeah, it's a round corner. I don't even don't know worry. what's happening. The room is, your room <laughs> is, is waiting for you per usual. Just go on up, have a sleep, and we'll have you some breakfast in the morning. Very good. Very good. All right. Don't hurt yourself. Oh, I, I cannot do that. Okay. You get up. <laughs> yeah. Roll me a dexterity save. <laughs> <laughs> Got a five. You hit, you, uh. You stand up, and when you do, uh, you go to step forward. But you like, it's like you go to take a step, but you know when you're walking, you put your foot down before you move your body forward. This time you move your body forward while your step is like halfway in the air. <laughs> and you just go knee down, face down. Uh, and then they help you back up. You kind of shake it off, dust yourself off, and walk upstairs for the night to get some sleep. Yes, in these common rooms. And as our two heroes drift off into sleep to get some rest for the night, miles away there is a gnome walking through a forest at night, hunting for that 
prey that oft eludes him, that one for which he has searched for so long. Far north from there, traveling south along the road, is a very curious half-elf, making his way south by lamplight as he pours over his scrolls and his writings, and he hears whispers in his ears. And in another part of the world, a part that has been long forgotten, deep in one of the great forests of Manumi, hidden from view, where no man, elf, dwarf, or gnome has stepped foot for centuries, there's a tree, and it's waiting. <laughs>